Well, I'm back, the Potty Mouse Chef at your service. Uh, Vicki Van Dyke, the author, as we continue Confessions, How to Cheat, Eat, and Be Happy. And we're on the Captain Bruce chapter. Guess what? He became my boyfriend, and it was good. As a matter of fact, at the beginning, it was very good. We started dating right before Christmas, and I can honestly say Christmas that year was one of my best ever. Loads of romance and magic with a man who doesn't drink or eat meat. Who'd have thunk it? I still enjoyed my morning latte. I still drank wine, and I never had to be the designated driver. Woo! Bruce actually said to me early on in our relationship, I don't care if you have a glass of wine in your hand 24-7. Brilliant. And he liked my son. A lot. Well, really, who wouldn't? (laughs) Jack liked him too. My dog adored him in a slobbery dog kind of way. My friends liked him. Mostly, they liked how he made me feel. A few of them referred to him as the hot guy, and my family welcomed him graciously. I had fallen in love with a man who never would have appeared to be the man of my dreams, which led me to this astonishing conclusion. Better to fall in love when you're awake. More on that in a minute, but now let's get to tofu. Because vegetables, fruit, pasta, eggs, and cheese were not enough for Bruce. He needed protein, and Bruce loves tofu. And since I love Bruce, I decided to learn to love tofu. Now, the first thing every good cheater will learn about tofu is this. If you buy the plain old regular kind, it will taste like, well, sponge. They say that tofu is like shrimp, and it will take on the characteristics of whatever you marinate it in. I must have been marinating all my plain old regular tofu and sponge, because that's what it tasted like. Then I discovered pre-flavored tofu. Who knew? Tofu that someone else has marinated. Whatever magic dust they sprinkled on, it worked, because pre-flavored tofu tastes like whatever it was pre-flavored to taste like. I try teriyaki, coconut curry, and herb, and they all taste considerably more flavorful than any sponge I ever attempted to flavor. So go ahead, cheat. Let someone else do the work. So I've got a recipe for coconut curry, and it's made with coconut curry tofu. And then teriyaki tofu with mushrooms, also incredibly yummy. How about herb tofu with cilantro, cilantro, that word, and black olives? Yeah, I invented that dish on a solo evening. I still had them, despite the boyfriend thing. And I was again emptying out my fridge. First, I made it with Cajun chicken. And then I thought, well, herb tofu for Bruce. And both turned out great. Now, I will confess, I never ventured into dessert tofu. I really couldn't see the point. Bruce hadn't sworn off dairy or sugar or flour or chocolate, so there were plenty of real desserts available to him. But the other kind of tofu I really enjoy simulated ground beef. It also comes pre-flavored. Mexican, perfect for tacos, Italian for spaghetti, and Asian for stir-fry. Very tasty, and honestly, I didn't miss ground beef at all. Okay, that's a lie. One night, I made tacos for Bruce and Jack, So we had real and fake meat. I ate the real meat, but I could see myself eventually eating less and less of it. The vegetarian stuff is not half bad. And don't forget, all of these recipes, even the tofu ones, are available on the Potty Mouth Facebook page. So please check them out. 
Well, what ultimately happened with the good captain and me? We had a few really lovely months, and then we began to struggle. Yeah, struggle. There were times we just didn't click, and then times we did, and then not. Back and forth, like a seesaw, we went. When his father died, 10 months after we started dating, we grew very close. We even bought a house together. I had decided that when Jack was done high school, I wanted to live somewhere near water. Southampton was prohibitively expensive. And as much as I love Vancouver, my job, my family, and my friends were all in Ontario. My cousin and her husband had recently relocated to a charming town called Meaford on the shores of Georgian Bay. And so Bruce, Jack, and I visited once, and I had done a little real estate research in advance showing that Meaford prices were ridiculously, wonderfully low. I even found a house I loved, an old red brick beauty that had been reconstructed to include a huge, great room at the back, perfect for my baby grand, Bruce's drums, and a pool table. Jack was off to Los Angeles that fall to start music college, and I was ready for this new adventure. Ready for small town living, ready for a cool old house, ready for walks by the water and outdoor fires and semi-retirement. Bruce said he was ready for this new life too. I'm just not sure he actually meant it. We bought the house. We knew it needed a ton of work, but hey, Bruce is a carpenter after all. And the plan was he would eventually quit the movie business in Toronto and start up his own renovation business in Meaford. Well, long story, yeah, is there any other way with the meat? Things didn't quite work out as planned, do they ever? I sold my house in Guelph, moved to my sweet little northern town, find my, found myself a cute young contractor who looked like Brad Pitt, and I needed to have 16 new doors hung. He came highly recommended, honest. I began the business of fixing up this old woman into a fixed-up jewel. I'm talking about the house here. Dylan, a.k.a. Brad, came over almost every night after his day job. And by and by, the place was looking good. New flooring, new bathroom, new kitchen, new doors, <laughs> pretty much new everything. Since I didn't have a lot of new friends yet, Dylan's company was most welcome. And he gave me someone to cook for almost every night. I was grateful for more than one reason. Bruce came to the house every weekend and occasionally lay some baseboards or hung a light but for the most part, he really was not interested in working on our house after working all week on sets. This made me a bit crazy. After all, it was our house and he was the one with the skills. Luckily, I was the one with some cash and zero patience. So the renovations with Dylan continued. But Bruce and I struggled with different approaches toward finances. We struggled with interior decorating concepts. We struggled with communication. We never struggled with booze or meat. I did my thing, he did his. But we did struggle with the concept of happiness. You see, my dear Bruce believed that in a good relationship, people are just happy. Period. No work, no effort, no conscious design. They just are. Huh, I beg to differ. Shortly before my marriage tanked, my fa fabulous husband and I engaged in a heart-to-heart. -heart. I remember well. We were hiding in our bedroom whilst our pals and kids mingled in the living room of our Quebec rental chalet. We were on a group holiday and I wasn't having very much fun. Wasn't quite sure why. The skiing was fine. I just knew I was running on empty and needed something to keep our union from imploding. 
And this was before Grover. So we had the heart talk. We didn't do this often, probably because my heart was always in secret turmoil and HBS's heart was typically resigned and quiet. But on this auspicious occasion, he uttered something so beautifully profound. It has stuck with me these many years since. Those words, Vicki, I only want to do three things in this life. I want to take care of you and our son. I want to build machinery and I want to make music. Whatever else it is that you need, I'm not sure I can do. Turns out he was right because I had no clue what I needed. I just knew I needed more. By the time I got to Bruce, I knew you had to actually do things to achieve happiness. So one night when we were speeding along a major highway, I put the question to him. Bruce, tell me three things you want to do in this life. Just three important goals. <laughs> He was none too excited about this query, but finally muttered through frustrated lips, I just want to be happy. Oh, golly, never thought of that. I mean, seriously, we all want to be happy. The question is, what are you going to do to get happy? He seemed to think that serene happiness was his God-given right, thank you very much, and that it would just magically float down from heaven and land on his head. Even when I persisted and offered once more, I understand that, Bruce, but what do you want to do to create that happiness? He had no answers. In hindsight, I think I probably could have answered for him. Motorcycles, freedom, music. The boy loves motorcycles, buying them, riding them. He used to race until he suffered a horrific crash. Tinkering with them, buying more of them, talking with other riders about them. That was his passion. Freedom. And by that I mean freedom from the constraints of normal society. He didn't want a mortgage or a white picket fence. He was happy living on a tiny sailboat or in a basement apartment. He worked when he could or when he needed to, but he loved the freedom to just turn down a job or not even apply for one and travel in his VW bus or on his bike. Music. Bruce was an aspiring drummer and he loved to make and listen to music, even me. <laughs> the dilemma was that we only shared the music passion. I love to travel, but I also love my home and having space for my baby grand. Motorcycles? Mm, just not my thing. Neither is camping in a VW bus for weeks or months on end. I know earlier I said these pursuits seemed adventuresome to me, but the reality was a different story. Sitting behind Bruce on his crotch rocket hurt my back and my neck. And the thought of camping in his semi-renovated VW bus and sleeping on an ancient sagging mattress hurt my back and my neck even more. Finally, after putting off Bruce's move-in date more than once, I was surprisingly happy with the part-time arrangement. And after a few too many struggles, and after I spent two weeks in LA with my son where I gained immense clarity, and after one too many painful dust-ups, I ended it. The bathtub was already empty. I just pulled the plug. We were both unhappy more often than not, and the struggles had become too intense. I knew it had to end. I knew I had to be free to find something, someone different. I knew he did too. So that was the end of Bruce number three. We sold our perfectly renovated home. Bruce moved back to the big city. He'd never given up his apartment. And I bought a very cute smaller house that had just been gutted and renovated by someone else, thank goodness, because I wasn't ready for that again. 
Interesting. Interestingly, one evening, Bruce came up to Meaford to pick up some stuff, and we went out for dinner. We were very cordial, civil, even loving. As I sipped my first mouthful of Pinot Grigio, I must have sighed or something because he said, You know, Vicky, you really need to be with someone who enjoys food and drink as much as you do. He was right. Creating food, drinking wine, candlelight music, these are all things I hold very dear to my heart. Being with a man who, by his own admission, only eats for fuel and would never enjoy that first cold sip of wine was not optimal. And so I went back online. What else can a girl do? And that concludes today's episode. When we come back, I am going to digress once again and tell you all about hopeless, or perhaps the proper word is helpless, romantics. The high school crush that I never got over and what happened when we finally met up later in life. It's all happening next on Confessions of a Potty Mouse Chef, How to Cheat, Eat, and Be Happy. I'm Vicki Van Dyke. I'll see you next time. Thank you.